If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard top. If Kev Lewin's decent, it's a sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, we are back from beautiful Naples, Florida. And I brought a special guest. This is a very familiar face to the show. Also a very familiar face to me. No coincidence that we're on vacation together. Yes, sir. But the one, the only. Oh, please. Uncle Tony. Oh, God. How it do? I'm, it, it goes, man. <laughs> it goes. In the words of Andrew Liskin, lean to the left. So. Okay, shout out to Liskin. Yes, and guys, today we're going to be talking about the best and worst moves of the offseason. Indeed. But before we do that, Uncle Tony has some big news coming up. So we just news. have to share that with the Since the Sandbox fans. Just in case you don't know, when you hear that awesome rap intro, this is the guy. Yes, sir. I'm your guy. Market calendars, ladies and gentlemen, May 6th. Going nowhere, baby. The album's coming out. Peep my Instagram stories for snippets for all your Uncle Tony stuff. Instagram, and Twitter. Stay posted. May 6th, baby. Let's go. That's right. So if you guys have not yet, go and check out Uncle Tony's music on Apple or Spotify, YouTube, wherever you stream your favorite music. Anthony, just really quickly, do you want to talk about why you named it Going Nowhere? Yeah. All my albums and my projects usually have like a meaning behind the, the title because no one really knew I rapped, so I did the pleasant surprise. And then after that, uh, I've actually been doing it for a long time, and no one knew about it, so I named it from the jump. But now, I've been doing it for a while. Obviously, you know, I'm a normal man. I work a nine to five. I'm a working <laughs> man. I got a daughter on the way. You got to provide. So, shout um, out. Shout yeah. out. Yes, sir. Shout out to shout my Morgan. Go, we'll yeah. say, I'm not going to yes, say sir. any yes, names, sir. bro. Yeah. We can shout, shout out Morgan. Shout out Morgan. I love you so much. <laughs> but so the reason behind the name is right now, uh, music-wise, uh, it's not really, you know, I'm not going to be famous in one day. So it's... It might feel like it's going nowhere, but that's all the more reason for you to continue to, you know, pursue what you love and pursue what you want to do. So I, the reason behind the name is because, you know, I might feel like I'm going nowhere right now, but when I make it in the game, man, I'm going nowhere. That's right. Stay it. That's right. So that's really the whole, you know, no, listen, behind the name. So. Uncle Tony, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. So, yes, all right. So we're going to talk about the best and worst moves of the offseason. Keep in mind, guys, Uncle Tony's a Ravens fan. All yeah. right. So just keep that in mind. But he does try and remove the bias no as much bias as he can. Here. I promise you, zero <laughs> bias. Zero bias. Um, that may say a good thing about the Steelers. Who knows? So, But, Anthony, I'm going to talk about, you know, some of the best moves in the offseason first. Because I feel like you always want the good news first yeah, instead of the bad obviously. news. You know, yeah, it sweetens the bad news. <laughs> One of the best moves I honestly think this offseason has to be Von Miller. Von Miller yeah. going to the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it was surprising to me, honestly, like the fact that he came from the Rams and now is going to Buffalo. But this wasn't like he was with the Rams for multiple years. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's more of like the reasoning behind it. And Denver was a very like cold place also. So he's probably, you know, not, not afraid of the cold. And I mean, that deal, I mean, that's almost a quarterback deal. Six yeah. years, 120 million. Some may argue that, you know, Von Miller's best football is behind him. But when you look at what Buffalo has as, as like a team, a roster, a franchise, I mean, that's what they were missing. They yeah. were just missing that pass rush in. You know, as a Ravens fan, you've obviously experienced that in many different ways throughout the years. Mm -hmm. What do you think about Von Miller going there? I, I mean, whoever says Von Miller's best football is behind him, I think that's not true. I think that he's still an elite player. I think that he's at a stage in his career now where it wouldn't make sense for him to go anywhere that's not a contender for the Super Bowl. That's right. So I think that, that him going there puts Buffalo on the map even more than they already were because they're already on the rise. I think that that was a beautiful signing, and I think it's going to work out. I think we'll see the Bills in the conference championship. Next wow. Yeah. Damn, Uncle yeah. Tony coming with the fire. I mean, yeah, see, I told you, no, I'm biased today. This is uh, real. 
Kev, Kev's gonna be really excited when he, when he hears like, that. That's <laughs> nah, nah, he's he's gonna love all that, all yeah. the love for Buffalo. Anthony, I want to talk about another great move that happened this offseason. I just started with the defensive side of the ball. Now I'm gonna go to one of the craziest moves that happened the entire offseason, and mm-hmm. Russell Wilson wow. going to the AFC, going to the Denver Broncos. And the reason why I say that is because you know we just finished talking about the Bills, and you know I really want to see how these AFC teams are matching up against each other. You know, is Buffalo you know one of your favorites in the AFC? Do you think one of the teams in the AFC West is going to be you know one of the favorites? It's very hard because they're all a bunch of talented teams. But Russell Wilson going to Denver. I mean, we talked about the trade on the podcast, and I personally think like Denver got a robbery. I mean, getting a Hall of Fame quarterback and not sacrificing too much future capital. That's just my thought process behind it. You can obviously think Seattle's getting good side of the deal as well with the draft compensation and the players that they got. But realistically, without a quarterback, they're not going to find that success. And to be honest, I don't think whoever they have on their roster, Drew Locke, probably the favorite to be the starter unless they draft somebody next week. I just don't think like he's going to be able to provide that, honestly. So I think the Russell Wilson move is going to absolutely change football. And I think that this is already a 10 win plus team that's acknowledging all the teams in their division. I agree. Honestly, that team, talking about Denver here, has been a quarterback away from like a playoff run since Peyton Manning retired. Like, yeah. They've tried in experiments, you know, with people like Teddy Bridgewater, who's a great quarterback. I mean, drafting Drew Locke and then trying to surround him with people like Judy Sutton and at the time Fant before he got, obviously he was part of the that's deal. That's right. That's right. I think that that AFC West is like, it's just scary. Like, it's hard it's it's crazy, but like, given the new playoff seating, like, who knows? What if we see all four AFC West teams in the playoffs? That would be Listen, literally insane. The NFL is definitely the league to provide all the first. I mean, we see the worst of first happen every year. Mm-hmm. Look at what the Bengals just the did. Cincinnati I, Bengals. And I hate oh. to say that. I oh. hate to say that. You said it. Don't <laughs> but, take it back. But There's you no removed bias. your bias. No bias. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what about. And you know the AFC West. I mean, that's definitely the division that could do it. I, I mean, I feel like the NFC West has been prepared to do that for a couple of years, but we've seen some slip ups. Mm-hmm. All right. So those were a couple of the best moves of the offseason. Now, Anthony, I can get into some of the worst moves in the offseason too, but I know you have a couple of things that you'd like to share with us, so yeah. go ahead, Uncle Tony. So today I want to talk about my first worst move. If I'm the Baltimore Ravens, if I'm Eric DaCosta, if I have a safety on the market like Tyron Matthew that I could sign, why am I paying Marcus Williams, Marcus Williams $70 million? That's Mar- tough. That's tough, right? Like, I mean, unless Eric DaCosta has seen some Ed Reed-type play out of him which i i mean i, I want to see the tape then yeah i mean I, i'm not I, saying he's a bad player like i hope i hope, really hope it works out obviously but like 70 million for marcus williams when you got a safety like tyron matthew in the market is really it's kind of frustrating to watch as a ravens fan and so. i wouldn't be surprised if they offered him that type of a deal and he probably asked for a little bit more but where it gets you know confusing is Tyran Matthew said that he would have took the deal that Justin Reed just got, and that was for like ten million a year if the Chiefs had offered it to him. Don't say that. So, Sorry, no bias. Sorry, no bias. So I, I'm not I'm not really sure where that's all happening. And the Honey Badger is, is still a free agent at this point, so it's going to be interesting to see where he lines up. Marcus Williams, I think, will be solid. I know you know you guys lost Deshaun Elliott, and he played solid ball for you yep. for a little bit, but mm-hmm. he just went to the Lions. But yeah, I, I get what you what you're saying. You know, the price tag's a little hefty. I'm I'm not going to disagree with that statement, but it's definitely going to be improved safety play there. But yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if the Ravens chose to choose the draft 
to you know yeah, really address I mean, safety and that's why it's confusing they dished out that that much money yeah so i i definitely get that that's something that they would do they they live in the draft like come draft day like i've there's been days where steve and i have watched the draft and I've had to wait until the next day for the Ravens to pick <laughs> because they had one or two picks in the first round and then they get Traded to the pick out, and it yeah. gets traded. Yeah, yeah. It's an Aussie Newsome thing to do. He's still the godfather over there watching over his Michael Corleone, that is Eric DaCosta. So, uh, hopefully they, <laughs> That's you know, hope they know what they're doing. I have faith in Eric. So. That's right. And guys, since Anthony just brought up the draft, we have a bunch of draft coverage coming to you guys, so make sure to go and check that out. My second mock draft will be coming to you next week, so mm-hmm. stay tuned. Go and check out the rest of the content for all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get into one of my worst moves of the offseason. And uh, I just think that this one was a little bit trigger happy for the Denver Broncos. And we just talked about the great move that they made with Russell Wilson. But, you know, the move that they had with, with Randy Gregory paying him five years $70 million, uh, I just don't really see that production in Dallas for him to earn that type of a deal. And I know that there's not, you know, too much of a guarantee in that contract, but I still feel like that's a lot to dish out, you know, as far as like a hold goes on the cap hit and, and things like that. And not only that, I just feel like that there's probably better players out yeah. there that are more deserving yeah. for that type of a deal, if you want my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I know Chandler Jones got a little bit more money, but why not offer that to him and, and see what happens? He ended up going to the rival with the Raiders. Yeah. You know, pay that extra couple million when, when you know that you have a guy that's, that's guaranteed to produce in ways that he has for multiple seasons when Randy Gregory's probably had two seasons with 10 games that he's played healthy. Did Von Miller even get that money? Von Miller got $20 million a year, so... Yeah, he so, did. Yeah, he did. Right? Yeah. Okay, okay. I was going to say, if you're not giving Von Miller that money and Randy Gregory's making that money, then I know. Come on, man. But, Anthony, do you want to share another move with us? So, I want to go back to a, a good move for a second because I feel like. One of the best, Anthony. Yeah. Let's hear it. I know that they lost. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to put this here. So, they get Teddy Bridgewater, the Miami Dolphins, right? They go. I'm talking about as a team whole now, not just one move. Okay. Right? And then they go and they trade for Tyree Kill. That's a blockbuster trade. I honestly, if you ask me at the beginning of the offseason or like any season, I think Tyree kills a chief for life. I thought so, I would have thought that too. That's honestly. aggressive. Like the Dolphins are just sick and tired of like the narrative behind them, like not being a good team. You know, they get the Bills now who are building, obviously. The Patriots are always a threat because of Belichick. And the Dolphins are saying, you know what, we're sick of this. We're going to go and we're going to get Tyree kill. And hopefully we can have that. That two, because it worked with Fitzpatrick, that, that two quarterback system they were working Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't think Miami's, you know, shooting for that as their goal, but I definitely, definitely. think that, that Teddy Bridgewater will come in and if there is a lack of faith in Tua, knowing that even though Teddy Bridgewater is a conservative quarterback, that he could still make a lot more of, let's say, deep throws and, yeah. and things of that nature that exactly. can complement the game of Tyreek Hill, but with Miami, we can go in depth a little bit more with this. The head coach, Mike McDaniel, coming over from the 49ers, let's keep in mind the the format that he used Debo Samuel last yeah. year. And now that you have a receiver like Jalen Waddle and a receiver like Tyreek Hill, I mean, one can be doing the deep, but one could be doing the Debo-ish mm-hmm. type of stuff. And yeah. um, that, that can definitely present, you know, a lot of trouble. And they also, you know, they invest in the running back position. They got Raheem Mostert. Um, and they also signed another running back as Chase well. Chase Edmonds, right? Chase Edmonds, that's yeah. right. Two-year, $12 million deal, which mm-hmm. wasn't one of my favorite signings because I feel like that's a lot of money. And they probably could have drafted a running back that's a little bit better than Chase Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Personally, that's just a personal opinion, but yeah. it definitely gives them depth at the position, honestly. I think this puts a lot of pressure on Tua 
because there there was you know the talk with Brian Flores and Deshaun Watson and all things of that nature. But that's kind of why Brian Flores isn't here right now. And the fact that you know they're bringing in Teddy Bridgewater and possibly could look to to be in next year's quarterback draft class. Yeah, you know there's there might not be a a player in the entire NFL this season that has more pressure than than Tua, honestly. Yeah. So things are definitely going to be interesting for Miami. Let's see if they can compete in that loaded AFC. I'm going to come back. One of my favorite moves of the offseason. Okay. And it, it's a sleeper. It's in your division. Yeah. I and it's Miles Jack to the Steelers. <laughs> and I don't think people realize how great and versatile dynamic of a defender that Miles Jack was because he played with Jacksonville. Yeah. And one great player isn't going to change an entire team or an entire defense. Yeah. And that was, you know, what I feel like a, lo- a lot of the deal is. And I feel like if a pass rusher like Josh Allen, who's on the Jacksonville Jaguars now, was on a different team, he'd probably, you know, I don't want to say double his sack rate, but that's the only guy Improved, that they got to yeah. worry about. You definitely. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it definitely would improve. You know, if he was on the Ravens, that'd be a guy that gets 15-plus sacks. That's a a dream. (laughs) But Miles Jack, yeah, I think it's a great move. We we know what the Steelers like to do, how they shape their team and build their roster. And Minka Fitzpatrick is there. T.J. Watt, arguably the best defender in the NFL, is there. I mean, things are looking scary for the Steelers. It it all comes down to whether they draft a quarterback or have that faith in Trubisky to try and get them some wins. But – I don't have the faith that Trubisky can get them to 10 games. I know last year that they were pretty close with a mediocre Big Ben, but I think 10-plus wins is what it's going to take in the AFC end. Yeah, so I, that Miles Jack move scares me. So bias coming back into this real quick. <laughs> I first knew Miles Jack was legit after that play against the Patriots in the conference championship where they said that he was down. Remember you picked up that fumble and he yeah. should have scored? Yeah. I was like, yeah. wow. Like, <laughs> wow. Like that a human just did that. Yeah. So the fact that he's on the opposite side of TJ Watt now on a contender. Absolutely. That's, crazy. that's like yeah, it's 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 scary to see. So that's a that's a great move for Pittsburgh. Yeah. One, another move that that I'm not too fond of. Um this is more of like a will see rather than a best or worst. Allen Robinson going over uh to the Rams because I really feel like his best football is behind him. They have Cooper Cup and personally I think Odell would have been a little bit cheaper and I think he would have got gave better production Definitely. um than Allen Robinson. But that was just something quickly I wanted to touch upon. And the reason why I just wanted to quickly do that is because I want to talk about the move of Khalil Mack going, making a big, big change in, in that division in you know, it's going to be crazy for, for the Chargers, right? It's going to be crazy for the Chargers, the, the fact that, you know, Denver was investing on the opposite side of the ball in the offense. You know, they went and got J.C. Jackson, and they were like, okay, we're not done on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. Let's go and get Khalil Mack, who's yeah. not only a great pass rusher, but a great run stuffer. And that's lining up next to Joey Bosa yeah. in the great secondary they have. That's what I'm mentioning, you know, Derwin James. So I definitely think that Khalil Mack is going to be one of the best moves of the offseason. And I have a couple more that I want to touch upon, but I know Anthony has another one. I'm going to Kansas City for a second. Because you can't replace a player like Tyreek Hill. But I think that it's a great move to go and get Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. That's a a great move. I think, again, you're not going to replace the production of Tyreek Hill in his exact role in that offense. But going to get another receiver to have, you know, run with Kelsey and run with McCole Hardman, I think that that's a great move for Kansas City, Juju Smith. I'll double down that that was a, a solid move for them. But I'll say a bad move that they had 
was going to get MVS. Yeah, I mean, Marquez Valdez Scanling. And, and look, like, I get it. I, I think it's, you know, mentally, it definitely, you know, fits the mold, right? You want to replace your speedster with another speedster. But there was a lack of production when he was playing with Aaron Rodgers. And this is the person that was back to back MVPs. Mm-hmm. And they needed that production. Devontae always wasn't always in the lineup. He was hurt. And we're talking about one of the better receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, what they paid him, you know, I necessarily wouldn't have gave. But I think it's going to be interesting to see the way that they use him. I definitely think that the Chiefs are still going to look to address the wide receiver position in the draft. So you guys should pay attention to my mock draft one to see where I drafted somebody. Anthony, another move that I think wasn't too great this offseason was the Vikings re-signing Kirk Cousins, just giving him one year, $35 million fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It's just like how many one-year stints is this guy going to get until you realize that he's really not the guy. Yeah. Or not the guy that you think is going to win you a, a, a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is Kirk Cousins is not the worst quarterback in the league. No. But he's not going to make that extracurricular play, you know, that that amazing talent or like the, the leg ability, the broken tackle, the deep ball. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Like the highlight of Kirk Cousins' career, if you look back and think of it, is really, you like that. Yeah. And, and yeah that was crazy. funny. It was great. And like his story is really cool. The fact that he was drafted the same year as RG3 and he ended up having the career he did and mm-hmm. RG3's career kind of shot down. Uh, that was definitely, you know, really interesting. But two more moves I want to address quickly and we'll wrap up the episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, Deshaun Watson was definitely going to leave Houston and I think the Browns is a good scenario. I think they definitely need to invest a little bit more in the offensive side of the ball, but they have the defense, so I think that's a good move. But staying in that division, this honestly I think is one of the best moves of the offseason. That's Layout Collins going to the Bengals, and I'm sorry in that division, but we know how bad that Bengals offensive line was last year, and they definitely needed some help you know, protecting Joey Burrow, and he took them all the way to the Super Bowl with a poor offensive line. So just think what they're going to be able to do with a great one. I hate to put that vision in your head as yeah. a Ravens hey, fan. Bias, right? <laughs> That's yeah. right. But Lyle Collins is a solid tackle. Obviously played at LSU, so you know that connection there with, with Joe Barrow, I'm, I'm sure is you know going to click right away. But I think that this is going to help change you know the AFC. And if I could only watch AFC games every Sunday next year, I wouldn't be mad at it because yeah. I know how bad the Giants are going to be, <laughs> right? <laughs> but guys. Let's give a quick round of applause for Uncle Tony. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Of course. I mean, I wasn't going for a dap, but if I was, we can bring it in. Yeah, there we go. That's more like it. Um, Uncle Tony, always a pleasure to have you on. Guys, go and listen to the rest of the content. Go and show some love on YouTube. Since the Sandbox, five stars. You know the deal. You know what's going on, man. Peace out. Five stars.